0: I didn't like a lot of the, the road trip, to be honest with you, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it's good teams you're playing. I mean, they don't give you much, and, you know, we just certainly had to earn our wins, the ones that we got, and um, we didn't play well enough to win the, the games we lost, so pretty simple. This is the Kane's Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold, and I guess the headline of this is Size Matters, right? The uh, Dallas Stars, a bigger, heavier, uh, and a fast team, maybe a faster team in uh, in many ways, uh, was too much for the Hurricanes. It was a 4-1 final. Uh, Carolina, much like against Vegas, although they somehow stole two points against the Golden Knights, Carolina was... Never, at any point, the better team. They were never, at any point, as good as Dallas. And whether that's alarming or not, I'm not really alarmed. I didn't really expect much out of this game based on the way Dallas plays and the way Carolina played against St. Louis, a team who plays a similar way, although uh, St. Louis just a little bit more dangerous offensively. Um, Carolina was going to have to play a great game, a Almost not a perfect game, but uh, really, they're one of their best games uh, to give themselves a chance, and they came not very close to that. Uh, so let's run through some things. And then, as I said uh, on Twitter and before, uh, when I was on with Alec Campbell in the uh, first intermission, we can do a little bit of a mailbag tonight. We have a lot of questions, and a lot of them are repetitive. Uh, so uh, some of them will get uh, all lumped in together. Uh, but I mentioned size matters. Dallas, a bigger, heavier team, and that was really what led to the first goal of the game. Jamie Benn ended up scoring it. It was a four-on-two chance for Dallas, and this is the way the play began, and then we'll we'll work our way back to the goal. Um uh, good play uh, from I think it was Gar- Jake Gardner in his own end, maybe not, um, to send it a, send the play up the ice. I think it was Jake Gardner uh, to Warren Fogle, who had the puck in the offensive zone, but and he was kind of toward the left side, left wall, and he tried to to duck inside with the puck, but he loses the puck. Uh, Jordan Stahl, Martin Natchez get tangled up, act more like bowling pins than they did uh, hockey players. Uh, and then the other way, it's four on two. So Miro Hiskinen, uh leaves it for Steve Johns. He sends it across to Jamie Benn and does uh, an, basically an easy goal. I mean, I Morazic mean, I mean, almost got there, which would have been an amazing save. And I thought Peter was good tonight. Um, I didn't think Peter was bad at all. Um Really justifying Rod Brendamore's decision to put him in net uh, because, frankly, Carolina was just not very good. The the team in front of him was very wasn't very good. So it's uh, a four on two goal, one nothing, Dallas seven fifty four in. Um, again, not really sure what Fogle was doing there. Uh, not really sure what Natchez was doing there as he sort of skated into the zone to do I'm not really sure what. Um, and to me, Martin Natius, yes, he's got some goals of late, but uh, I have really not liked basically anything about Natius's game for the better part of the last three weeks. He's just been sort of skating, uh, which is beautiful to watch uh, when he's on, but I don't think he's been on, so... Uh, that was it was I was not crazy about the line combination that he was on tonight with Stahl and Fogle uh, that lasted all of one period, uh, but either way one nothing Now Carolina didn't play a good period at all and at, at one point uh, shots were like eight one in favor of Dallas and I didn't remember a chance that Carolina had that was worth anything and then all of a sudden they get a power play. Uh, was a uh, boarding call. I forget who committed the uh, Foxa. Uh, boarded uh, Justin Williams. And right after the power play expi- expired, Svechnikov was trying to make a pass uh, to the back post uh, from the right across to the left to Justin Williams. But the pass hit Sebastian Aho in the skate. Uh, just stopped basically right there. And Aho fired it just off the inside of the right post and in low, beats. Uh, Anton Hudobin, or Kurdobin, as uh, as some people like to call him. Uh, and it was 1-1, and Carolina won any good. Hudobin, Aho, off sticks. This way for Andre Svechnikoff, midpoint Slavin. Now calling for it, Svechnikoff. Penalty concludes. Off Aho, off the pipe, and in! Sebastian Aho! Not a power play goal, but they take it. His 31st of the season. Carolina has tied it. Pretty amazing that it was one-one at that point. Then the very next shift after the goal with Aho Terevanen and Svechnikov, Svechnikov makes a nice toe drag move, uh, great shot, high cuffs handcuffs, um, Khudobin, but, uh, and cuffs, Kudobin, but and Terevanen sweeps around for the rebound and great save from Kudobin and it keeps the game one-one after one. So maybe you're thinking Carolina gets away with it. They get away with a first period that isn't good at all, and they're 1-1. Look, they played a terrible first period in Vegas. They played a bad first period in Arizona, and they they played a bad first, second, and third period in St. Louis. Um, So it's still 1-1. Carolina goes into the back half of the second period. They've already killed a penalty in the second, but Carolina still, I mean, they're better, but they're not significantly better. And then... As Carolina is exiting the zone, and you're going to hear me say that again. As Carolina is exiting the zone, uh, just after the midway point of the second period, uh, Jake Gardner's got the puck on his backhand, and really just a lazy, unnecessary giveaway. Um, Right inside Carolina's own blue line. It leads to Jordan Stahl taking a penalty, and uh, Dallas, Star- Dallas scores on the ensuing power play. It was late in the power play, but does it matter when it came during the power play? I mean, it was, there were probably, I don't know, 30 seconds or so left on the man advantage when, uh, when the Stars scored. Honestly, I'm just, it, it's hard to get past the fact that... Um, the puck was given away so needlessly because to me, that's what it was. Denis Gurianov, uh, uh was the, uh, the goal scorer, great rookie for, uh, for Dallas, who's now got 16 goals uh, and a dynamic player and a great skater and all of that. Same draft as Andrei Svechnikov's brother, uh, so a couple of years older than, uh, than Svech. Uh, but I, I just couldn't get past the, the unnecessary turnover that Gardner committed that led to all of it, even though Gardner didn't have anything to do with the actual goal being scored and it was a power play goal. Two and a half minutes later, uh, after Brock McGinn was off for a hooking penalty, that uh, again, uh, more confusion, laziness I don't know if laziness is the right word, it's probably unfair. Uh, but anyway, uh, poor play. McGinn's off for hooking. Uh, it was a penalty at the blue line, uh, and then Jamie Ben uh, wrist one just inside, uh, over the blocker side, high of Morazic inside the left post, uh, near side goal. Again, good shot. Could have been stopped. Yeah, I mean maybe Morazic can get that one. It could maybe he could have gotten one of the three. Uh, but honestly, none of the none of the goaltending uh, issues, if you want to call them issues. That was not the reason the Hurricanes lost this game. They didn't get stoned by Anton Hudobin, who made some good saves, but Peter Murazik made some good saves. Uh, so it's 3-0 after two periods, although Andrei Svechnikov had a great chance to make it 3-2 uh, in closing seconds of the period. Uh, c- sort of a breakaway. It was some pressure on him, uh, but he went uh, forehand to backhand and just uh, pushed it wide. Uh, it was probably a puck width wide of the post, uh, but he had an opportunity there, and it just didn't cash it in. Uh, by the way, if I could just roll it back to early part of the first period, early part of the second period. Remember how Dallas's first goal was a four-on-two that was executed beautifully. Uh, it was uh, somebody carrying it in, a drop pass, and then a cross-ice feed uh, for the easy goal by Ben. Well, Carolina had a four-on-two early in the second period, and Nino Niederreiter, could have, should have taken a shot from basically just below the left, uh, the left face-off dot. And he didn't. He passed it, passed it into traffic to Lucas Walmark in the middle of the ice. Carolina, I don't even think they got a shot. If they did, it was a weak one. Uh, how do you not get a shot on goal when you're on a four-on-two? I just, It's one of those things that has plagued certain players for Carolina all year long. Not much going on in the third period. Jamie Ben gets a hat trick after Jake Gardner uh, toe picks, falls down. Look, it's slippery. Ice is slippery. Uh, falls down inside the blue line. Ben goes the other way and uh, ends up. Svechtikov took him down. Um, he had no choice. He tried to make a play without uh, without committing a penalty, but it doesn't matter. Uh, took away an easy goal from Jamie Ben. He gets it anyway. So hat trick for Jamie Ben. Uh, shouts to the veteran. Uh, and uh, and there you go, and there's there's your 4-1 final score. Um, for two periods, Carolina was completely outclassed. The third period just made it look not as bad, uh, but the third period, Dallas didn't have to do anything. Uh, for two periods, Carolina was outchanced 29-17, uh, 14-9 in high-danger chances, but... I want somebody to tell me how you got nine high-danger scoring chances for the Hurricanes through two periods because I can only remember like three or four, but what the hell is a high-danger chance anyway? Um, They were just completely outclassed by a bigger and better team today. Now, that doesn't mean we should be alarmed by anything uh, because uh, there are, I mean, the Hurricanes are not one of the four, eight best teams in hockey. They might be one of the eight best teams in hockey. Uh, but they're certainly not better than the four best teams in the East, and they're certainly not better than the three best teams in the West. And and I personally think that those are the three uh, top teams in the Central Division. Uh, and that would be St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas. They might be better than Colorado. Colorado's not a big, heavy team. Uh, St. Louis is, Dallas is, and are definitely not better than either of those two teams. And if you watched either of those games on this road trip, you would absolutely understand that. I mean, we weren't very good in the first period, and we got better at the end. But, uh, you know, obviously, we didn't kill the penalties. That, that's the game, really. But we, we weren't good enough to win, so... You know, we, don't, we, we had a few guys that you know, didn't come to play tonight. That's that's the problem. I'm trying to overcome that, how tough is it? Like you say you need everybody every night, but how tough is it to get somebody going in a game like that? Well, it's, it shouldn't be tough. I mean, it's just, you know, we're, we're, we had some real good efforts tonight. We, you know, the Seabass line was, you know, dominant, really. They just didn't score. Uh, well, they got one, but, you know, they were, they were on it tonight. They were, we were hustling, but we need more than one line, you know, to, to be effective and to have a chance to win. Welcome back to the Morning After podcast. Subscribe, rate it. Don't rate. Maybe don't rate it tonight because they were all in a bad mood because the Hurricanes lost the game. Uh, but honestly, they lost the game. They weren't supposed to win anyway because they're not as good as Dallas. All right, so uh, let's get to some uh, some questions from some people, and we'll go from here. Honka Burnin Honka. It's a great name. And by the way, Anthony Honka uh, was named what? Did uh, Scott was it Scott Wheeler named him? Uh, third best prospect in the hurricane system. He's obviously having a good year over in Finland. Maybe we'll see him in a few years. Sami uh, Sammy Vatnen, uh Demelo or Dylan as rentals for the price of a second and a lower pick prospect. It's probably way too much uh, to be giving up for any of those players. Uh, or Brodeen, Dumba, similar D with term for a first. Yeah. Um, the only the only one of those guys I would give up a first round pick for would be uh, Matt Dumba, um, and you could put together a package for Dumba that um, might include Jake Bean, might not. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, I would give up one of the first round picks and uh, maybe um, a roster player and a, a you know a pretty good prospect. Uh, again, probably not Jake Bean to get uh, to bring Matt Dumba in because uh, Dumba's got three more years, three more years or two more years. He's got term left on a contract. It's $6 million per, but they'll be able to afford that next year. Uh, remember, Svechnikov isn't getting paid for two years, so he's got one more year of a rookie deal before, uh, before he actually makes real money. And by the time um, you have to pay Svechnikov, uh, Jake Gardner's contract will certainly be off the books because at the very least, Jake Gardner will go uh, away in the expansion draft because the, uh, there's no way the hurricanes will not pay the Seattle, whatever they'll be called to take Jake Gardner off their hands. But I'm not a fan of, uh, Votnin or DeMello. Dylan is okay, but, uh, they wouldn't give up that much for a rental. Uh, Matt Dumbo would be the guy I would rather see. um, so let's uh let's move on, shall we? I hope that question was uh was satisfactorily answered and I didn't even say that uh correctly. Let's go to David. Kane's convert. I don't know what he's been converted from. I would like to ask the question of David. What were you con- being converted from? Having a hard time comprehending who this team is. How do we go from one of the toughest teams to play against last year with dominating puck, blah, 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 blah. All right. Um, so, difference between last year's team and this year's team. I am not going to mention his name, okay? I'm not going to do that, although on Twitter it was mentioned. Um, this The short answer is this is not the same team, and it's not built the same way. Uh, this is not a hard team to play against. There are hard elements of this team to play against, and there should be harder elements that have not kind of materialized this year, but... Jordan Martinook in and out of the lineup, uh, injured now for the second time this year. It's always going to be the case with Martinook. Uh, he plays kind of an all-out style, so he's going to get hurt at times. Uh, so he's now been out for, uh, what, the last four games or so. Uh, they miss Martinuk. Um, Fogle, I don't think Fogle has played well for a couple of weeks now. Uh, they miss the, uh, the good Warren Fogle, the agitating Warren Fogle, the in-your-face Warren Fogle. Um, but think about the elements that they don't have off of last year's team. Uh, There's a couple of defensemen that are no longer here. Granted, uh, Calvin DeHaan was an injury issue anyway, and he would not have been the same player, but last year, Calvin DeHaan was a really good defensive player and uh, was a bit of a physical presence. We all know the other guy, uh, maybe while not a bruiser, a banger, uh, was had just had an incredible year. Yes, Justin Falk. Sorry, Justin Falk. For those of you who didn't know what I was talking about. Um, so those elements are gone. And you've got that. You've got the fact that guys like Greg McKegg are not here. Guys like Saku Menelinen, who came up late and became a bruising... Uh, for checking physical presence. Michael Furland, who spent the first half of the year uh, being an absolute maniac with his body and scoring goals. So there's a lot of elements off of last year's team that don't exist on this year's team. And you replaced them with really skilled players who don't play that style of game. So I like Eric Halla, I like Ryan Dezingle. I like Martin Natchez. I was critical of him a few minutes ago. Uh, I love his future. His present isn't nearly as good as his future is going to be. And you also have Jake Gardner. And none of those elements are conducive to playing the way we were used to them playing a year ago. And if we're being honest, you also missed Justin Williams for the first 50 games, roughly, right? And, um, while Justin played really well, the first two, and I don't think he was bad tonight, Justin hasn't played all that well. So that's another element that hasn't yet, uh, kicked in. Now we throw in, you know, Nino Niederreiter, uh, who's had just a terrible year, uh, and he was bad tonight. And you have Lucas Walmark, whose game has dipped a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Um. And Jordan Stahl hasn't had a good year. And we'll get to the scoring droughts. And say, why, why, why get to him? Here they are. Um, Holla, one goal in 15 games. Uh, Dezingle, no goals in 14. Fogel, no goals in, tw- no goals in 12. Walmart, no goals in 11. Stahl, no goals in 10. Uh, Niederreiter, seven goals on the season. I mean, he's a 20-plus goal scorer every year. He was uh, almost a point a game for the Hurricanes when he came over from Minnesota in the trade in January. He's got seven goals. Carolina played their 56th game tonight. I mean, he's on pace to score 10? I mean, come on. That's, That's the reason why this team isn't the same as last year. There's a different makeup in the locker room, and certain players who are expected to score and produce offensively just haven't. And by the way, if I can throw this in, this is what Brenda Moore was... Worried about when you have Svechnikov, Aho, and Teravainen together, because now, unless the hollow line and it was back together in the uh, second and third period, unless the hollow line produces, you're not scoring. That's one of the things you have to you you take that because Aho, Teravainen, and Svechnikov can be so good, and they were good tonight. That line was good tonight. Nobody's going to complain about them. And Sebastian Aho is playing his best hockey right now, and so is Svechnikov. Teravainen is just the same guy, but because they have not played, the the rest of the, the the bottom nine now have not produced offensively. It's it's just that much more difficult, and they look that much worse when you uh, when you think all about it. So uh, that's to me that is a major major problem uh, in this game. Um, let's see, we move on every, why somebody blamed Brenda Moore. Uh, why can't we maintain possession or forecheck this year? All right. Uh, and this will maybe be the second to last question. Cause I only I think I only have one more cause there was a lot of, um, repetition here. And by the way, the hurricanes are five, four and one, uh, since the Dougie Hamilton injury. 5-4-1 since the Hamilton injury. I'll count the game in Columbus, the game he was hurt, uh, as a loss without Dougie Hamilton uh, because he missed all of the third period, and it happened kind of late in the second, but we'll just count that. Um, Alright, so what are the problems for the Hurricanes? I know we're going to talk about, we've talked about offense, and they're not built to play a physical game, and the forecheck isn't there, but the truth is, is that this team's Biggest problem is getting out of their own end. It's the problem that happened tonight against Dallas. It's what happened against St. Louis. It's what happened in the first two periods against uh, Vegas. Arizona was the least uh, challenging team they played on this road trip, but it happened in the first period at Arizona. Uh, When Carolina struggles, they struggle to get the puck out of their own end. That's what Gardner's supposed to be great at. Um, and without Hamilton, it puts a lot of pressure on Pesci and Slavin. Uh, but right, that's also forwards not coming back, and there's a lack of communication. And you got guys who are really trying to score, and uh, that it hasn't yet clicked in that they've got to get the puck out of their own end as well. They have to be part of that situation. Um, but ultimately, that's the problem: getting the puck out of the defensive zone and up the ice. And uh, when that changes, I think Carolina will become the team we want them to be. Uh, whatever this team, the, what, whatever the best this team can be, it will, ch- it will start happening when they start getting the puck out of their own end with regularity. But on this road trip, that did not happen. Uh, and again, uh, when I went back at the beginning of this and I said size matters, well, size matters. And the truth of the matter is that this team, isn't very big, isn't very physical, and they get big-boyed. They got big-boyed by St. Louis. And while Dallas is a little bit of a different story today, uh, Dallas was bigger and stronger than Carolina was tonight. And this is a problem. And this, by the way, would have been a problem, likely, even if they had Dougie Hamilton. Uh, But they don't have Dougie Hamilton, so all other things are a little bit more problematic. So they're not getting as much the power play, although the power play statistically has been actually better since Hamilton, uh, left with the injury. The power play is not better without Dougie Hamilton. Um, uh, the offense is not better without Dougie Hamilton. It was never going to be better without somebody as good, uh, as, uh, as he is real quick. Um, Aho, uh, Career high, 31st goal. He's now got goals in six straight, seven game point streak. Uh, so, this is the, what we were talking about before. Sebastian Isle play, really playing his best hockey of the year. All right. Uh, final question from Drew Will the out of town scoreboard always hurt to look at? No, it won't always hurt to look at. It just hurts to look at tonight. Uh, Islanders got a 5 3 win in Philadelphia, which is double edged, I guess uh toronto with a overtime win at home versus the coyotes uh columbus was off flyers lost Uh, florida with a 5-3 win in new jersey that's carolina's next opponent the devils are at pnc arena on friday seven o'clock start not a 7 30 start we love that seven o'clock starts better than 7 30 starts 100 days in a row. Um so here's the standings. The Islanders with 72 points in 55 games. That that's a team that if Carolina matched up against them in the first round of the playoffs, I would not be upset about it, uh, but they are absolutely remarkable. They are like a there's like a, a copy machine. They are the same every single Night. uh Toronto has got 68 points in 57 games. Carolina and Toronto are essentially the same, both plus 11, 11 points over NHL 500. The I- Islanders are 17 points over 500. Uh, Columbus, 70 points in 57 games. They're a plus 13. The Flyers are a plus 12, 69, and 57 games. So Carolina trails Philadelphia by two points, but they have a game in hand. Florida, 66 points. Uh, and they also have played 56 games, so Florida's a point behind Carolina. So they're on the outside looking in. Uh, on the bright side, think about this. As poorly as Carolina played on the road trip, probably should have gone 0-4. They didn't. They went 2-2-0. So maybe that's good fortune. When you're not playing well and you can still eke out points, because on, on this road trip, the Hurricanes did not play well. So the next two, Friday against the Devils, Sunday against the Edmonton Oilers, who will not have Connor McDavid in that game. Um, I don't know if he's going to make the trip. As somebody asked me, I'm like, I don't know. Why would he? He's hurt. Um, but Carolina must get four points out of the next two games. I don't think it's there's any question about it. Uh, here's the reality: hundred points might not be enough. Columbus is going to be without Seth Jones for the rest of the regular season, much like the Hurricanes are without Dougie Hamilton for the rest of the regular season. Um, I've said this before. I, I said it uh, last week with John Forslund. Um, I think the Hurricanes trade deadline is really, um, I don't know, early next week, not the week after. If the Hurricanes, you, you just can't wait. You want to make the playoffs? You got it. You're going to have to be able to finish ahead of either Philadelphia or Columbus at this point. Uh, ultimately, I think they're better than the Islanders, or they can be better than the Islanders. Uh, but the Islanders right now are kind of running away and hiding from uh, from them at 17 points over 500. And the Hurricanes are sitting here uh, at 11 over. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what they've got in store. But the uh, Hurricanes definitely need somebody on the blue line, and I think they probably need uh, a forward who can uh, can throw his body around a little bit and play. Not uh, They don't need a goon. They need somebody who can play. Anyway, uh, that was a morning after podcast. And by the time you listen to this, it will in fact be the morning after. Uh, So thank you. We'll do this again after the Canes and the Devils on Friday night at PNC Arena. Happy Valentine's Day in advance. Once again, subscribe, rate it. Although maybe not tonight because we're all in a bad mood. Uh, Good night.